Welcome to Wisdom of Women, the podcast to bring you insights of successful women leaders. I'm your host, Sherry Hilton. And whether you're a working professional looking to level up, an aspiring entrepreneur, or simply curious about the stories of women who are making a difference, this podcast is for you. Our guests come from diverse backgrounds and industries, but they all share one thing in common. They've overcome challenges and achieved success through hard work, determination, and a willingness to take risks. They will tell their personal journeys, the lessons they've learned along the way, and the wisdom they've gained. Join me each week as we dive into the experiences and perspectives of extraordinary women and discover the inspiration and motivation you need to achieve your own goals. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wisdom of Women. Did you know in the 2021 census, women in the U.S. ages 45 to 64, so that midlife bracket that a lot of us fall into, we make up a quarter of the U.S. population. My guest today is Jen Marples, and she is no stranger to midlife women. Jen is a cheerleader of midlife women in her new role as Jen Marples. She used to be a uh, PR marketing guru. She owned her own firm in a very successful career, but she pivoted right about midlife where most of us are and decided to follow her dream and her passion and a new path. And that is Jen Marples, the cheerleader of midlife women. Jen, how did you pivot into this new role? Well, first of all, Sherry, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm delighted to be here. And uh, you know me, I will talk about empowering and supporting midlife women all day, every day. Someone give me a microphone and you can't shut me up. So it's something I'm very, very passionate about. So I appreciate you having me on the show so we can get more women empowered and give them the tools and courage that they need to go out there and attack the second, and I'm going to say the best half of life. Um, so yeah, you kind of already said, so a little bit about me, I was in PR and marketing my entire sort of adult life, you know, 25 plus year career in PR and marketing. And I owned a successful PR, PR firm in San Francisco for 12 years. And we, um, dealt with, uh, publicly traded, very high profile clients in the food and wine, um, travel, hospitality industries, basically everything that I loved that, that they were a client. Um, but it was about, oh, I'm going to say now about eight-ish years ago where I was going, 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 lived in the city. My family just, we moved across the, the bridge up into Marin County, if anyone's familiar with the Bay Area. And I had sort of a coming to Jesus with my husband one day because in the midst of growing my company, I also popped out three kids. So I have a now 18-year-old and two 16-year-old twins. And in the midst of my company growing and expanding, my waistline was expanding, everything was expanding, roles, responsibilities, clients, the team, it was all growing, growing, you know, living that American dream and doing that thing we were all taught to do, Sherry, because we're the same generation of more and more and go and achieve and check the thing off the box, get married, have the career, grow the business, do all the things. But no one ever told us or asked, had, had us ask the question, like, are we happy? Are, being, are we being fulfilled? 
our, our needs being met for, and for most women, that that's a hard no. None of our, we weren't asking ourselves a question about anything because we were putting everybody else first, which I very, I found myself in that camp. And the thing, and I know, um, other women listening with children, you know, we were all doing what we were told, <laughs> what we were sold, let's just say. And it was a very lonely time. I think now in the generations hopefully coming up behind us, women are talking about this more and leaning into more support. But it was like I added three kids into the mix in the span of two years, and I'm running this very intense firm. We were doing crisis communications, and there's a lot of responsibility. I'm also married to an entrepreneur living in the city. I, I always joke with that um, that line from Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde. I actually just watched it. It was like, you know, getting into Harvard. What, like it's hard? Sort of like, what, like it's hard having three kids living in the city and, and running a business? And yeah, it actually is. But I didn't take any of my own advice. I never sort of stopped the advice I give now. I didn't stop. I didn't think trudging, trudging, trudging. And I give myself, and we should we should all give ourselves a lot of grace, just doing what we knew how to do. We didn't know. We didn't know any better. And we didn't know that if we didn't sort of take a pause or a minute or to kind of restructure things and say no to things, that it could lead to burnout. So you know where this story is going, everyone. There was a little bit of a burnout happening and brewing underneath um, after these kids were born. So fast forward a couple of years later when we moved up just to kind of get out of the craziness of the city. My son was starting kindergarten. The girls were still in preschool. My husband looked at me one day because I was a bona fide crazy person, Sherry. I was screaming and yelling at my husband, screaming and yelling at my kids. Of course, my clients, they everybody got the best of me on the outside world, but on the inside world, it was crazy. And I'm like, why aren't you guys going to bed? Can you just go to sleep? I've got like five more hours worth of work to do. And of course, it's not, you know, it's not their fault that they weren't going to bed. And I should say too that I fought really hard to have those babies. I had to go through fertility. It took years and tears and miscarriages and fertility treatments to get those babies. And so it breaks my heart to even think about it now and sort of how I used to yell and scream at everyone. Sidebar is I actually asked my kids about six months ago if they remembered. Uh, me during that time and that I used to have a firm. They're like, you used to have, you used to own that. So they don't remember. But if it comes out later, Sherry, um, you know, there's there's money stocked aside for their therapy. <laughs> they, they can deal with it later. Um, but that conversation with my husband got me thinking of, okay, I never took time off. It was my business. I cranked out those three babies in two years, barely took a hot minute off of work. And I was just going full like I was going to say balls to the wall, but full ovaries to the wall for years without stopping. And so what's really important for everyone to hear is I, it's going to be a similar story because I know I've had this conversation on my own podcast with a lot of women who have dealt with this sort of burnout and haven't ever put themselves first, that it's a crazy, scary place to be to actually stop and look in your life and go, oh, this actually isn't working. Yeah. This isn't working and I need to take a minute. And when you've been, your sorry, your identity, your ego is wrapped up in a career. It's like, this is what I do. I make all this money. Like I can't step away. And we were lucky enough that we had sold our condo in the city. So we had some financial resources when my husband was like, you need, we, we need to figure something out. Like this can't go on. And it was him being protective. It wasn't being controlling, but you could see me crashing and burning. And that none of this in our life was serving me so I was putting myself dead last, <clears throat> excuse me. And I had a lot of health problems too. At the time I had what I found out to have adrenal fatigue. My thyroid was off. I didn't have feeling in my fingers and toes. I would sit up from like sitting down at a meeting and I would see stars and I'm like, it's just working mom stuff. 
It's actually not the way to go. If you guys are yeah. having any health problems, please run to the doctor. Don't. But I put my, again, like most women, I put myself last. Yeah. So it began the big undoing and it was really hard. And I talk to women about this all the time. Nothing that's worth anything in this life is going to be easy. And the reason I'm doing all the things I do now, which I'll go into, is because I don't want anyone else to suffer. I want everyone else to know that there are options and that we don't have to live by society's standards of what we need to be and be doing because it's that, oh, we're valued on our productivity. It's like, she's got three kids and she's running a charity and she's married and she's doing this and that. It's just, it's all a crock of shit to like to really, to, to, to burn us out. I don't even know where it came from, but we've all been, our generation in particular is just, has lived by this. And um, it's gotten us to a certain level of success but what's happened to me and, and so many women that I talk to is that we realize you wake up one day that it's no longer serving you. We've never taken a hot minute for ourselves. So fast forward, I did, I did this, this mass re deconstruction and I had to sort of get a therapist on board to deal with it because when you peel away all the layers, you, you peel away the company and all these things, I was left with myself. And for a lot of us, it's a scary place to be because most of us are going, going, going when you actually stop for a hot minute and you ask yourself what you want, you have no idea. Yeah. And that, that takes time. It takes time to figure that out. So, um, you know, God blessed me with a very patient husband. I said, I don't know how long this is going to take. And it's not overnight. If you've been doing one thing for a really long time, it doesn't magically happen overnight. Now, I know, and I, I know my situation was probably more dramatic than most, but any type of time when you're feeling like your life isn't serving and you want to pivot, you just got it. My first piece of advice for people is just to take some time, intentional time. And that's what I needed to do. Plus I needed to get my health back in order. Yeah, so after sort of gotten, down. You just have to slow down. Yeah. So even if you're, if you're not in a position where you could just leave or stop or right, you need to be mindful of taking slow down time for you to sit with yourself in quiet and acknowledge and fix some of the pieces that were broken. So is that what you did is you went internal, obviously, to, to find out how did I get here? Yes. And so that was a big, uh, it's sort of like the big uncovering. So I was able to, you know, I had a therapist that I've been working with when I was going through my fertility issues. And so, okay, here's, here's the next phase now. And I was also, I know now, Sherry, going through perimenopause, which I didn't, wasn't acutely aware of at the time. So I'm going through this sort of, okay, career, family, what's happening. And then there was this underlying with my health. So perimenopause factored into it. And I had, like I said, that adrenal fatigue and um, my thyroid was off. So all these things that I don't exactly know, like exactly all, you know, but all these things were happening at once. And so- I had, of all, of all things, I'd had my birth chart read by an astrologist. I'd never done that before. It was one of the things a friend of mine had done it, who I, who I respect and admire. And I said, oh, that sounds interesting. And it was through that, that she basically told me my life. It was 99.9% .9 accurate. She's like, your wow. health is suffering. Um, you have a dog. I had a dog who was like my spirit animal. She's like, you've got the exact husband you need. You've got these kids, but you're having an issue with one of your children you are such a helper and a giver. You're going through your own crisis, but who's looking out for you? Because I was helping, as I was going through my own crisis and couldn't get out of bed, I was still counseling women on their jobs and their divorces and everything. So it was very interesting. Um, so that's, she actually helped guide me. She's like, 
kind of go to a doctor, get the health in order, check in with your therapist. So these are the things I did. I really leaned into yoga and some self-care and I wasn't used to it, Sherry. Like most of us, I wasn't used to putting me first. And I didn't realize that by putting me first, that I was actually putting everybody else first too. So it's that old adage of putting on, moms putting their air masks on so they can take care of themselves so then they can actually take care of their people. And um, so to answer your question, it was this, um, this knowledge of, okay, I can't do this on my own. It was clear. So I brought in people to be able to do it. Now, a lot of people I did, that takes money and that takes resources, and I was able to do it. So if you're in a situation, anyone listening, like you were saying, Sherry, it doesn't have to be as dramatic as shutting everything down. I had to because my health was suffering and I'd never taken a hot minute break. Like Neri, I would work on vacations. Like there was no break and there was three babies in a mm-hmm. high intensity career. Sherry knows this well. You know this well. Yeah. So the first step for any woman is just the awareness of the awareness that something's not right. And the second step is taking that intentional time. And I said, that can be as quick as 10 minutes a day. You can just walk outside, walk around your block and take 10 minutes to yourself, no AirPods in, no music, and start to get used to listening to yourself. A lot of us avoid that for good reason. I did it. I did it for decades. I'm not going to listen to myself. What is she going to say back? You know, is you have to open up that channel and start listening to yourself so things can bubble up. And then things, when you have that, um, those downloads, it can guide you into that next step. Then you lean into journaling. All these things are free. They don't cost anything. And if you can, you know, gradually take more time for yourself, more time, if you can try to get away, get away for a half day, it could even just be going to your local library and just sitting down in silence and changing your, just your surroundings and start researching things. Start, you know, going towards things that are interesting to you. And that's another big piece of advice. And don't put judgment around it. And don't put any expectation about any certain outcome on what you're trying. Because I think for a lot of us, we won't try something unless we think that's going to result in something. So it's radical to like, go take a class, you know, go join a book group, take salsa dancing lessons, take a business course. It doesn't have to mean anything yoga teacher training, whatever. It just start understanding who you are and listening and follow those little breadcrumbs. And by doing that, it's going to just take you down a path and more things are going to open up, more things are going to open up and more things are going to open up. And also have a lot of conversations. Open yourself up to meeting new people because I have, I like to say if nothing changes, nothing changes. So if you're with that same group of friends who they're all doing their thing and we all have those friends who it's like the pity party friends and everything's so wrong and no one's making changes or the friend who drains you, you go to have a glass of wine and you're like, did I even say three words? Cause you're listening. I'm not saying not being, it's, this is not like anti um, empathetic friends, but we've all got those friends that are draining and not sustaining and it's not a two way friendship. So it's a great time in life to also really look at who's in your circle and for a lot of you who are pivoting and in, in anything, if you just want to get more fit, if you want a new career, if you want to parent better, if you're dating, you're going to need to bring new people into your life that are on that same path. And I cannot underscore this point enough. The way out of any situation and into new beautiful situations is by surrounding yourself with new wonderful people. I leaned way in to that. And 
but now it's having a lot of discovery too is throughout COVID and you thought, okay, so we couldn't, we weren't meeting in person. And so meeting new people doesn't have to be IRL. Like Sherry and I have never met yeah. in real life, but we it's have a wonderful relationship and it's been months and months and it's been fabulous. So you have, we have the world at our fingertips with technology today. So you can join clubs and groups and masterminds, coaching programs. You can find affinity groups and clubs. There's everything that you can imagine, networking groups all online. So I'll, I'll kind of pause there for a minute because I know I've been yeah. talking for a long time. If you had, you know, that was a journey into your new path. We've gone from PR marketing to a breakdown to working inside and healing yourself into the journey of coaching and cheerleading for midlife women, knowing what happened to you. So you've made that pivot in your career. And if you had to give three lessons learned from either a mistake or a hurdle, you know, great little lessons in that pivot that could help another woman who's struggling. You know, most women our age who have children in school, you know, if I'm taking off work, it's to take them to the doctors, not myself. If we're on vacation, I am guilty. I have my laptop. I have intentionally learned to slow down and listen. I, I do do that piece. However, I, I don't do some of the other things that I, I preach is needed. But if, if you had three lessons that you've learned in that pivot that could benefit someone else to either shorten that pivot or give them encouragement to know that it's possible, what would those three lessons be? All right. So before I answer that question, because I don't think I totally took everybody through the full journey just so everybody knows like where I'm exactly I am right now. So I told everyone, I told you all I had the PR and marketing firm and I was doing that in a consulting basis, just kind of low key as I was building what I have now. So what I do now, and I haven't, and it's interesting. And I, I do want to say this to a lot of women. Sometimes you don't have to completely walk away from everything because you've got skills from transferable skills from a lifetime, seriously, half your lifetime of working and doing this, this, that, and the other. So don't discount all that knowledge. And I certainly have because, you know, share, go ahead. Did you take a life audit? Did you list, like I was taught to list my skills and list the things that bring me joy or when I was a kid, what did I like doing and find where they intersected and a lot of times those will point you in a direction to start leaning into. Did you did you do anything like that? I actually did do that. So I took my own advice where I said, I'm um, you know, taking that time for yourself. And so I took it a step further. My mother-in-law lives just in Los Angeles. I'm in San Francisco. And she had this pool house. She's like, you, and she's a very practical woman. And she doesn't, she, I have a lovely relationship with my mother-in-law. She's like, come down anytime. And so when I was in this discovery phase, I took myself away for the weekend really inexpensively hopped on a plane to LA and stayed in her pool house. I just met her for dinner every day. And so it's revolutionary, ladies. If you're away from your people and your house and the laundry and work and your kids, how much time you have, you have so much time. So it was wonderful. I got up and went on a walk or I went to yoga. And then I had this whole day of just journaling, exploring, um, doing exactly what you said. You write down in one column what you're really, really good at and then what you love to do in the other column and you kind of see where things intersect. And so a lot of what I do today, 
I do, you know, business coaching and consulting. I do marketing consulting and advising. So you can see I'm still using all those skills that I used to have with my PR firm. I'm doing it just in a different, a little bit of a different way. I'm actually honing in now on helping women really step into the spotlight and share you're in my mastermind group. And there's no, nothing that makes me happier than equipping women with the skills needed to go out there to sell your services, show your greatness, because all of you, all the women I work with have huge hearts and want to serve the world in new and wonderful ways and want to help other women. Yeah. And for the most part, just want to help other women. And you can't do that if you don't. And this is some of the advice I have. If you don't have the courage, and it's courage, it's not confidence, big difference. It's just the courage to say yes to yourself and to try something new and to show up and then also to lean in and on the support of other women. So I should note too that I, I launched a podcast in September of uh, 2021. And so I'm at a, over 120 episodes right now. So what I did after, you know, going away on that weekend, I was got things were crystallizing. I started trying a couple of different events and I had, um, I was just testing the waters. And this is what I recommend to women. Just test the waters and try things simply because they sound interesting to you. And don't stop yourself before you start because you're like, this needs to be my new thing. It doesn't. You can decide that you want to make cheese boards. And then all of a sudden, you know, you might end up, you know, pursuing a law degree. It's nothing has to be, you don't have to think about the 20 steps beyond the first step of just trying something new. Um, and so when I decided, um, that I was really ready and I needed the accountability, I hired myself a business coach. So I said, all right, it's time. So I, I, I had, uh, had a couple PR clients that I was wrapping up. I said, I hired this business coach and I kind of had made the seamless transition, worked with her for a couple months. And then I slowly you know, exited out of uh, working with PR clients and then went all in on launching my podcast, coaching, consulting, speaking, and doing all the things I'm doing right now. So it wasn't like this overnight journey. And so the three things I would tell your audience that they should do to help them pivot or help them explore something new would be number one, just have the courage, have the courage to try something new. It's not going to be, you're not going to feel confident when you're doing something new. You feel confident, whatever you're doing now, you feel confident in sales. I could do PR in my sleep. When you're trying something new, it's scary. But you just have to have the courage to try because everything you want is on the other side of taking that first step. So you've got to take that first step. And this goes into number two is to get rid of perfectionism and it's all got to be perfect and I have to have 85 degrees to pursue anything new. <laughs> no, ma'am. If you're listening to this, you're at midlife, you have been around the sun decades. You have everything you need. There might be like a little business class you want to take or something like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how most women undervalue what we've got inside. And even if you've been home manning the fence, you know, manning, uh, you know, kids and your home and the school activities, think of the stuff that you do. We tend to devalue that because society has devalued it. So that's why we devalue it. But you've run charities. You've probably fundraised. You've managed multiple schedules. You have a brain. You have tons of knowledge. So please do not discount that. And you're good under pressure. You're good in a crisis, especially if you are a mom. You're good. Let me tell you, you're good in a crisis. You're good under pressure because that's motherhood, I think, right there. Motherhood. And then number three, and there's so many tips, but number three 
and this is, I've mentioned this before, but you're the, the number three tip here, and this is probably the most important tip is to surround yourself with other women who are either wanting to make a change or they're that part of their lives where they are, oh, right, I'm going to roll up my sleeves. I'm going to start something new. You've got to be in the proverbial room, physical or online or on phone calls with women who are doing the thing that you're doing. They don't have to be doing the exact same thing. They just have to be in a growth mode going, all right, I'm, I'm trying something new. I need other women who are doing new things around me and that energy and that connection and then the ideas and the feedback. You're all in it together because it's really hard to go it alone. It's lonely. You're going to doubt yourself. We all do it, but having a group with you. So when you, I like to say someday you feel like you're Beyonce, one day you feel like you're Beyonce, you're Beyonce the next day you don't feel like Beyonce. Yeah. So on those days, especially is when you need that group just to remind you how fabulous you are because you're all fabulous, but it's life. And we've got these ups and downs of midlife. We're taking care of older parents. We've got kids. Half of us are divorced. There's been death and destruction. There's just all the stuff. And there's all the, of course, other wonderful things about midlife. But, you know, you get to this age and there have been the ups and downs. We have scrapes and bruises and cuts and scars and it's all good. It helps us be who we are and it helps us be effective and we're great parents and we're great workers, if you will, because of it. But we need that community and connection to bolster us and help us propel forward. And I am in multiple different leadership groups and the women you would think, we have to get away from this. We think other women have it all figured out because nobody has it all figured out. Not a one. So, and I'm guilty of it myself, even though I preach that you, you wait, you run that law firm and you do this and you're in Washington and you still have issues. Of course, everybody has issues. And everybody needs support and everybody wants that community and connection. And the beautiful thing about women is we're generous and we want to help each other. And so my big mantra is that we're, we do life so much better when we're doing it together. Together. Yeah, I agree. I think when you're in that mom stage, when you've got little ones and even teens, you lose sight of yourself sometimes and your friend group. Because you're so busy with your career and work, if you're working, or you're so busy at home running the kids around on their sports and their friends and what they need to do, that you don't have that friend connection a lot of times. And so some people hire coaches for trainers at the gym, and they hire coaches in groups for you know uh, learning yoga or a fitness class. And athletics, right? You hire a coach for your kids to join a travel team for XYZ, or you take them to piano or violin lessons, but you don't think about the piece that you need for yourself in those times. And when I was growing up, I can remember my, my parents used to always tell me, you end up like the five people you hang around the most. And if you want a different life or you want different changes or you want a different result, get in a different room with different people because you'll start to learn that it's not that it's not as scary room as you think it is right because you said not everybody has it together and so i have found some of the most growth in my life has occurred when i've stepped out and either joined a group or hired a coach to help me get to the other side of what i wanted to learn and it's in those times when you find that community of the like women that are around you that 
support you in your downtimes, that teach you the things that they know that you didn't know, and you get to teach them things that you knew. And that's what I think a lot of it comes out of coaching, right? Coaching masterminds, even if it's just a women's group that you meet once a month. And like you said, it's women looking to step out and do new things so that they can learn and grow together. And is that what your coaching, is that what you're looking at doing um, from, you know, this new step, right? Your coaching, that's what it offers to women is that community. And that's what you found was helpful for you when you hired that business coach. Oh, a hundred percent. And and so a couple of things you brought, it made me think of a couple different things. Yeah. One, women, we will spend thousands on our kids' club sports, or you might go spend the money on shoes, on vacations. On, we're really good about spending money that's not on ourselves <laughs> for our own growth. And it is tough. I mean, it is tough. And once I, you know, the very, very first thing I did before I even hired a coach is I put myself into a six-month mastermind during COVID. So it's like, I, I know I want to do something. I need to be in a room. And this was a really big room filled with lots of um, sort of newbie entrepreneurs because you learn a lot and you see people are here and they're in a growth mindset. So that's that's the beauty of a mastermind. And there's so many different types of masterminds based on what you want to learn and where you want to go. There's business masterminds. There's more marketing-focused ones. There's a million of them. Um, and they're all great you know, based on what you need. And the beauty of those is you've got senior-level instruction and you've got accountability and you've also got this connection. And to your points, you kind of it's the it's the one two thing of coaching. Plus, you've got this great group that you can lean on. And guess what? You get ideas from everywhere. I'm a huge yeah. fan. I remember somebody when I did my first, I launched my first mastermind years ago. They asked the question, "Well, is everybody going to be in my industry?" I'm like, "No." And she wanted everybody in her industry. I said that would be very narrow focused. And I, I like to have people from differing types of industries because you get different ideas and different perspectives. I mean, they have all these big, all the big leaders have these global summits, and it's not like everyone's in finance. You have people who are, you know, in for the climate change and finance and, you know, the arts. You, you need everybody in all different kinds of perspectives because it makes it so much more rich and you never know where the great ideas are going to come from. Um and coaching. So when I decided to get a coach, and this is the beauty of one-on-one -on -one coaching, and um, and I also do a hybrid. So I'll do coaching with women who are looking to pivot. They don't know where to start. And then business coaching. So if you are a new entrepreneur or you are trying to grow your business, I do that too. Because that marries the coaching experience with all my you know 25 plus years of PR and marketing. And so you get a really um, sort of robust offering there. So it's like this nice, I'm working with somebody right now where there's a little bit of the coaching and there, it's always, there's always coaching. Even when I had my PR firm, they didn't tell us, but it's like, okay, client, it's all going to be okay. Your stock price is tanking, but we're going to be okay. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of that psychology, you know, Sherry, you're in sales. It's all psychology. Um, so it's nice to have that support on the one side and the other side, there's actual practical tools that work to get your business out there. But you can have the pretty, pretty business tools, but if you don't have the mindset and you're not showing up as that woman that you see yourself, that you want to be, then it's it's all for naught. So I like marrying those two. So when I decided to work with my coach, I, I knew I needed, and I told her this like after I hired her, I said, I knew I needed to make that commit. It's a commitment to myself. So by showing up and plunking down the money and I'm meeting weekly, I can't run away from my dream anymore. And I'm not the person who keeps talking about stuff. We all have those people who talk about things for years. It's like if to put things into action, you need help. 
So it's either a coach, which I needed because I had big things I wanted to accomplish. She's the one who kicked my ass to get my podcast going. And then masterminds and all the other things that I'm doing right now, expanding, speaking. So I went from sort of zero to 180 within the span of a year because I made that commitment to myself. And the other thing with coaches and masterminds in these groups that we're talking about is that it helps you get there faster. And I think that's the one thing people see dollar signs and how much they're spending. But I know after spending a lot, I've, I've invested a lot of money in coaches, masterminds, consultants to help me go where I want to go. You want to hire the people who have been there before you. You're going to get there faster. So it's not looking at like, oh, what am I spending now? Anytime I'm, I'm about to spend some money on some updated um, marketing things, my website, all this, I'm not going to piecemeal it together. I know if I make this investment, it's going to come back at me, you know, 18 full because it's going to be done fast. It's going to be done, be done amazing. And it's going to help me get to where I want to go. So, but I do know, cause I work with a lot of women who do coach as well and who are consultants that it, it there is this initial thing because women, we always put ourselves last and, oh, that seems like a nice thing to have or only people with money hire coaches. But you brought this up, Sherry, we hire coaches for our kids. Yeah. You'll pay $100 an hour for that track coach for your kid. And so think about it. If you want to be where, if you have this burning thing on your heart and you just, you're like, I just can't get it off the ground, you've got to invest in yourself and get it off the ground. Because the worst thing to happen would be like five years down the road, you had that dream of your podcast, Wisdom of Women, and it's just sitting there because you didn't know how to begin or you thought you couldn't do it. There's the imposter syndrome, you name it. Women, we, we, we like, we get the awards for like piling on all the reasons why we can't do something. But when you invest in yourself, coaches, masterminds, and being in these like wonderful networking groups, all those people are going to tell you you can, and they're going to hold you accountable and say, why haven't you done it yet? You've got everything you need. Let's go. Yeah. And that's so important. Yeah, the accountability is, I think, what's needed and necessary sometimes, especially as women, just to kick us in gear because we'll put every excuse on the book or, oh, I'm working or, oh, I'm tired or, oh, I've got to run the kids around. But when you're accountable to a meeting and a call and a coach that you've hired and the money that you put down to do it, to learn to get there faster. I, 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 my hope is the podcast with Wisdom of Women shows women truly what's possible and shortens the path to get there from some of the lessons and the wisdom of the women that have gone before them that have paved the way or overcome the obstacles and barriers or might have a tidbit or a lesson learned that would benefit them just by listening for the you know podcast time and that they can put it in practice and implement it right away so they can get to their dream faster. Why did you pick Midlife for coaching. It's a juicy question. So midlife is, you know, I'm I'm guided by this whole thing. It's it's the, you know, you said it. I'm self-proclaimed champion of midlife women, cheerleader for all women. And um, can we swear on this podcast? <laughs> yes, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I had to ask uh, because I've got a podcast called The Jen Marple Show and the tagline is you're not too fucking old. And the second piece of that is to do whatever the F you want. And so the reason why I needed to bring that up is that it wasn't immediately clear to me that that's what it was going to be. I didn't start this whole exploration process. I started with just events and having women over, but I didn't say I'm just doing this for midlife women. I just started bringing women together. 
And then as I kept going, I'm like, you know what? Some things are bubbling up. Everyone's in midlife. There's some, you know, reckonings happening. Women are sort of pivoting. We're at this, kids are getting older and there's women who maybe aren't working who are like, I used to be an investment banker, but I've been with the kids, but now what do I do? I know I need to do something. So all these things were sort of bubbling up. And this is why I always say to women, you got to just start taking steps because it's going to bring more knowledge. It's going to bring more knowledge into what you want to do and help you hone in. So by the time I was ready to start a podcast, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to speak to women entrepreneurs. Then I was, I really was sitting with myself going, okay, but what am I want, wanting to say? And who am I talking to? Because it's really important. It's like, who am I really talking to? I'm like, I'm talking to the woman who's at midlife. It, just, it came to me because I was 51 at the time I launched the podcast. So when I had my 50th birthday the year before, I wasn't super excited about turning 50 share. I hadn't like crossed over into this. I blast, I'm 53 now. I blast my age from the rooftops because I just had to say, what am I going to fight? I'm 50. I'm 50. Like there was something that just clicked. And I'm like, if I'm not going to stand up loud and proud as the woman I am and stand in that power of my accomplishments and all the things I want to do moving forward, we've got to shout it from the rooftops because we've got to pave the way. So there was just this one thing that sort of clicked. And I do talk to a lot of women who are like, I don't want to turn 50. I'm like, celebrate it. Welcome to the club. Because once you cross that bridge, it's like anything's possible. It takes a little bit of time to get there, but it's so freeing and just not caring what people think and crossing over. And so as I was going into, okay, content for this, for the, um, for the podcast, I was talking to one of my really dear friends who um, were PR colleagues and she's got, she's got a firm in San Francisco, New York, and we were working through things and I'm like, you're not too old. And then I was like, you're not too fucking old. And she's like, you got to go with your not too fucking old because it really <laughs> packs a punch. And there's like, there's an underlying bit of activism in it. And so it's a long winded a uh, answer to your question, but I found myself at this intersection of wanting to support women, looking at sort of like the patriarchy and, and everyone who's been pushing us down. It's been other men and they, they are the ones who created the workforce, the, the workplace that we have it today. It's, it's structured around their life, not ours. Yeah. And how, who's saying we're old? You're not yeah. telling me I'm old. I'm not telling you you're old. It's, it's all this noise out there. So all of a sudden I was like, ooh, do I burn the bra and go march on Washington? <laughs> Because I saw, and I, and it's all these things were happening at once. And, and the, the the other bit that happened, there was a big uh, conversation on LinkedIn. A friend of mine had posted who's around my age about going out there and trying, she's in PR and marketing, about ageism in the workplace. And it spurred this huge discussion, 80 comments, even men were chiming in about how they were feeling it. I'm like, all right, this is it. This is something big and this is something that's not really being talked about. And it's funny, as soon as I started talking about this whole menopause movement started happening at the same time. So it was like so many of us at the same time were like enough already, enough with women being ignored, enough for women being cast aside at 40. And Sherry, I was in a discussion. It was a topic on ageism that a writer I know in San Francisco was hosting. I thought everyone would be in their 40s and 50s, the oldest person besides me was 37. Wow. 33 to 37 year olds were talking about feeling too old. Wow. So this is, it's a societal breakdown. Wow. <laughs> and so I said, this is me. This is going to be my little piece of what I do and how I contribute. And if I can just give one woman the courage 
to step out, to try something new, to not give up on her life and to know that you're relevant and we can do anything. And I've got to tell you this fabulous story because it just popped into my head and I was just at a friend's going away party. Yeah. And this is the typical midlife path. This woman had been in finance in Los Angeles, draining job and needed to move back to Hawaii where I grew up to take care of her aging parents. And they were quite a lot older. Uh, and her mom passed away shortly thereafter. She went to massage school, was loving working with her hands, had great clients, was there for her father, and then she gets cancer. So she had she battled breast cancer for five years. She's been, maybe she, she battled for about two-ish years, sorry, but she's been five years cancer-free, so that's the good news. But then she couldn't work with her hands anymore because she had some leftover, um, I think neuropathy or what, whatever mm-hmm. you call it, um, from having treatments. So she, she pivoted into a new career. So she became um, like a legal, not a legal aid, but what do they call the- um, Like a paralegal? like a Yes, thank you. So she worked at a friend's um, paralegal firm, was making great money. She bought herself a, a great little condo. She went to Turkey to go do some dental work because it's, you know, people that medical tourism is really big. You can get a lot of stuff done yep. abroad and have a fabulous vacation while you're at it. And she met her fiance. Not looking for it. She had never been married. She went on a walk one day. It's just this beautiful. I'm telling you all the story because it's a serendipity if you open yourself up and know. And she told me, she's like, Jen, I had the you're not too fucking old in my mind the entire time. She's walked by this, this, her now fiance's house. His relative was outside gardening, ran back inside. So you've got to come out here. I just met your future wife. Wow. And she was like, what? So they were chatting. Anyway, six months later, like, I think this relative sadly passed away. Like, they both had space. They're talking. And anyway, long story short, I just went to her going away party and she just moved to Turkey to be with her fiance at 54 years old. That is fabulous. That's a great so story. Anything's possible. Yeah. So if you open yourself up and you're like, I'm not too fucking old to find love, a new job a new career, uh, go into business for yourself, lose weight, gain weight, you know, do Pilates, whatever. We can do whatever we want because it's just society out there. It's a lot of chatter and get rid of the chatter. We can do whatever the hell we want. Possibilities are endless. 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 Yeah. That is a million more stories like that, but I thought that's a really good one because it just, it ticks a lot of these boxes and, you know, I just... Every single time I hear stories like that, I mean, this is why I do what all I do. And I know this is why you're doing all you're doing. If a woman gets one little bit of something from this conversation, another conversation you have with somebody, somebody I have on my podcast, then we've done our job. Yeah. We've done our job. And I have listened to all of your episodes. Um, Usually it's when I'm cooking or cleaning, um, but I went back and I listened to all hundred plus episodes of your podcast. And so I know what they're all about, but what are just a couple of the topics in case anyone wants to dial in and listen to a podcast of Jen's, what are some of your topics that they can be uh, up for? Yeah, I think at this point we've covered so much, but yet there's so many juicy, so many juicy guests uh, in in the pipeline that'll be coming out in just a few weeks. Um, We cover everything. So I've got, and every woman who I bring on is all somebody in midlife. So, you know, 40 plus. And so I've got badass business leaders and I always extract their wisdom. So just like you, I always extract something from them so you can benefit from it. And no matter what you want to do in life. So if you don't, if you're not looking to to pivot in your career or anything, there's still something for you. I cover menopause. I have, you know, experts come on to talk about menopause, relationships. 
We talk about um, health and wellness. And, you know, when I bring on fabulous business owners, a lot of times we can do a one-two punch where we, we talk about entrepreneurship. We talk about women who've gotten funding for their businesses. I talk to CEOs, female founders, leaders, renowned doctors, journalists. It's basically one-stop shopping for everything for us in midlife because we're dealing with so many different things. Yeah. And um, and I also have solo episodes where I come in and I just sort of bring some of the life hacks and things I've just talked to you all about today here with Sherry. Yeah. Um, quick little bits of information so you can just kind of take something like that one little nugget and you can immediately go implement that um, in your life. So I have women come on like how to find your purpose, women who have like started product-based businesses. So it's really one-stop shopping for anything you could ever need in midlife. And I've got some great guests coming up. I've got a book author coming or a book agent coming on because I know a lot of us have books. Sherry's written a book. There's a lot of us with books on our heart. I'm going to have a an agent come on and talk, tell us how we can do it. Um, I've got a modern medicine woman, sort of like a mystic coming on to talk about how to get rid of an ancestral trauma and use breath work to heal us. So I've got any anytime I look at women and my guests, I'm like, what can my guests or my listeners rather walk away with. So it's always like, what can I bring to all of you listening? I know. I look forward to Thursday. Thursday mornings, I always look forward to, while I'm getting ready in the morning, flipping on my podcast and getting my morning Jen cheerleader speaking to me as I'm putting on my makeup and getting ready for work. That's my Thursday morning routine now. So I love it. it. And I just want to say too, you know, a plug for all podcasts because- we we're talking about coaching and masterminds and all that, but these podcasts are free resources. So obviously listen to our, both of ours. And there's so many other podcasts out there. You can get so much free knowledge from so many wonderful people in all areas, for all areas of your life, parenting, health and wellness, um, business. And you can be washing the dishes and like learning how to do a sales funnel at the same time, or you could be looking, you could be learning how to visualize, or you could be learning how my podcast dropped today about saying no, like, Oh gosh, I just washed the dishes and someone someone called me up and said no. Like I literally just had two people <laughs> reach out to me this morning right away. I just said no to somebody because of your podcast. I'm like, good. Yeah. Because if exactly. you say no, then you can say yes to yourself. That's the whole point of that. But podcasts, I love them. And it's the reason I started one. I'm sure it's the reason why you started yours. This is you can multitask. We're busy driving people around or driving ourselves around to work, cooking, cleaning, all of it. You can kill two birds with one stone, get some knowledge, get some inspiration, tools, yep. courage, and then also the laundry can get folded. I love it. A yeah. couple of quick questions before yeah. we finish. So I said that Thursday mornings, I listen to you as my cheerleader. It's my motivation on Thursdays. What does Jen do to motivate yourself? Oh, Sherry. So it's always, there's that old adage of it's uh, the cobbler has like the worst shoes, right? So I have to remind myself because people would think that I get out there and I'm out there to help everyone all the time. That's how I'm wired. It's like how I'm wired my whole life. I have to remember to do it for myself. So I actually have to put stickies and I do have a morning routine where I get into my office and it's quiet. I have a home office where it's quiet and I take those minimum five to 10 minutes for myself. So I enter the, enter the day. And on Monday, I take a little bit longer time. So then I enter the week on my terms. And I think that's one of the most important things. You double down on how do I want to feel? What is my goal? 
What is my purpose? And I sit and visualize. Like visualization is very important. So I try to do that every Monday as I go into the week. Visualize how not only how I want the week to go, but think of those big, audacious, crazy dreams that I want you all to lean in on because you've got that in your heart and your soul for a reason. It means it's something you're supposed to act on. So that visualization and sitting with it and that feeling is so important because that helps drive you. Because when you're in the day-to-day tasks, you're not going to feel, you're not going to feel that motivation. But if you you build that in every day, it's super important. It's the, it's the biggest, I think, life hack, business hack I can share with everyone. And then when all else fails, you know, days can go sideways. A good, there's nothing in my mind that a good yoga class can't fix. I, I lean into yoga. I've been practicing yoga for 20 years. Go outside and move your body always. If I feel stuck, emotional, anything, a fight with the kids, movement is the key. Movement is the key. I, I don't know if I told you this before, Sherry, but I, I gave myself a timeout one night. Uh, we were having a dinner conversation. I've got a rising senior and he was p- pressing my buttons because you know those teens know exactly what buttons to press. And I said, you know what? I'm going to peace out of this conversation. I'm going to go on a walk. It was like 930 at night. And they're like, what? Like, I am going to go move my body. I'm going to go clear my head so I don't say something I regret. And then I came back and I was a better person. And I I told my son, I said, we'll talk tomorrow. I wanted to sleep on it. This is good life advice. I think a therapist who told me this years ago. And then I came back to him the next day, calm. And then we had a conversation. So that's when in doubt, walk away, take a walk, move your body. And then my third little bit is if you're really feeling the funk, everybody's got a favorite song. Yeah. Pull out one of those songs and it's hard to be in a bad mood if you're listening to like Wham or like a good Beyonce song. I put in Sia Unstoppable is one of my songs. You just crank that tune. I dare you to have your mood not change because sometimes we need that. Yes. Just, I sing, love that. just sing and dance. I love that. Get out of the- your, just get out of yourself a little bit. Yeah. All the women are going to be in their cars cranking the music now on their on their way home. Ooh, I love a good car jam session. I think you, know, you can save thousands in therapy, I think, by a good car jam session. <laughs> what are you most proud of? I am most proud of my family. I am. I, um, I worked hard to get this family. And I, I love, I'm very proud of the fact that my kids are, are good humans. So I think we, we, we are, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, we, we, we really, um, we take our family values very seriously and, you know, the sort of the golden rule and being kind to others. And I've always, you know, going into those, those student teacher conferences, which you don't have anymore in high school, but when our, they would say to us, your kids are caring and kind and helpers like that. Always, I don't care what they're doing grade wise, like whatever that's. It's just grades. That just mean you can study, but I care about how they show up in the world. So I'm most proud of who they are. Yeah. And it took, you a, it took you a lot to get them. It sure did. You're going to make me cry. Yeah. Don't be babies at 16, 16 and 18. Sherry, how did it happen? Ugh. You know, when they go off to college, I, I feel like I think that's when they'll appreciate a little bit more sometimes because there's they will, way, we all appreciate there's it our where I'm like, oh, do you not realize? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be both a sad day and a happy day to hope right. that you've given them everything that they've needed so that they can go do it on their own. Yeah. I know. That's the sad truth. Everything we're doing is so they leave us. Damn it. <laughs> I know. Well, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? 
What would I tell my 20-year-old self? Any advice you'd give your 20-year-old self? Yeah, I would I would tell her back then and you know, I didn't care what people thought for the most part, but I would tell her to really not give a shit and not sweat the small stuff because it doesn't matter. Somebody had said that phrase, if it doesn't matter in five years, don't sweat about it for five minutes today. That would have been really great perspective in your 20s. But I think we always think the world is ending if you don't get the right internship, the right this, the right that, or somebody broke up with you or whatever it is. It's just, it all seems very intense, I think, when you're 20. Yeah. Last and final question. What brings Jen joy? Ooh, what brings Jen joy? Well, coming off of uh, being with my family in Hawaii, what brings Jen joy is sitting on the beach with my family, all of them, swimming, sitting there, having great conversation and watching the sunset. I could go out that way. After I'm 100, I said, the universe, dear Lord, don't take me till I'm 100, but that's how I'm going to go out of this world is exactly what I just described. That's my very favorite activity. That's awesome. That's awesome. How can anyone get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you, listen to your podcast? So uh, my podcast is The Jen Marple Show, and it's available on all major podcast platforms. And just sort of follow the hot pink. Hot pink's my signature color. I like to Barbie coming out. I'm like, she copied me. Barbie copied me. I had pink first. <laughs> um, but I'm at Jen Marple's everywhere, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, I'm on all the things and it's at Jen Marples. So just look for the hot pink circle and reach out. I love to answer questions. I'm here for everyone. I love to be connected to all of you. And um, my greatest joy is just making connection and meeting new fabulous women. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. And I will attest to that. It's been fabulous being under you as a coach and getting to know the group and growing the last, gosh, has it been... Almost six months, four months. It's been six months. Yeah, so look at everything you've done. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. So if anyone would like some coaching, join a great mastermind, simply listen to her podcast, get to know Jen. She's awesome. Thank you for so much for being on the podcast, Jen. Thank you, Sherry. It was my honor. And I'm so very proud of everything that you have accomplished. You are going for it. You are the picture of, you know, the wisdom of women. So you're taking the wisdom of the women who have come before you to further inspire and help other women. So thank you for doing all you do. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wisdom of Women. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and gained some valuable insights and inspiration. How to connect with me and our guest today, as well as any links can be found in the show notes. Please share this episode with your friends. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review as it helps us reach more women like you who are seeking to learn from successful women leaders. Stay curious, stay hungry, and always push forward. We'll be back next week with another amazing guest. Until then, keep chasing your dreams and we'll see you next time on Wisdom of Women.